morning. Good morning to you. Cheers. Cheers indeed. Um, so thanks for meeting me this morning for our first probably of uh, several, I believe, Coffee with Isaac podcast. Perhaps over over time here, we won't do it in the morning. It might be beer with Isaac. Yeah. Or I'd, perhaps a single malt with Isaac. A single malt? We could do yeah, them all. We could do, we could do them all over the course of the next many years. Um, I'm sitting here with Isaac McLennan, president of Portland Firefighters Association. And I think that it would be uh, appropriate to say there's a lot of new stuff going on. Like you came in and just like it was this new, <laughs> new, new building, a bunch of new officers, a lot of old issues, but still new, is- new issues coming up. So the building, first of all, thank you for, um, for to you and Travis, of course, but for setting up the podcast booth here. So I think that's a real good step. Um, we're still going to make it look nice, but it sounds great so far. We have yeah. a little, little bit more work to do. So thanks for investing in, in this space. So if folks haven't come down to the Union Hall to check it out, it's pretty cool. It's a new space. So you started, and that was one of the first things that happened, wasn't it? The, the, the move. Yeah, we, we, were mo- we moved in, the, like we were finishing up the day before our general membership meeting in our in person in January. Right. Uh, so that was a big kudos, honestly, to uh, let's make sure we, we thank the committee, the building committee for mm. uh, really, I mean, they, they're the ones that kind of uh, sparked this and yeah. Yeah. the work that everyone on that committee put into getting this, turning this into what is a reality. This podcast studio is yeah. a part of that. And uh, of course, I uh, would be remiss if I didn't. 100%. S- to talk about that. And, and I have to say, I'm glad you said that. It's, it's a very good uh, example of the process working. Um, you know, I think if that this, this union was headed a different direction, I don't, I want to say it was a year ago, yeah. uh, when, whenever it was, and the brakes got put on, was re, re, re-examined, and ultimately, it seems from this perspective now, the right decision was made. Not that that would have been a wrong direction to go, but it seems like a really good place you're in now, and the process worked. So, yeah, kudos to everybody involved with that. Uh, there's a brand new, not brand new, a largely new uh, executive board. Yeah. Um, how's that going so far? A bunch of new people. I'm glad I'm glad those folks that decided to uh, step in and stand up and take the spots did that. So um, thank you to them as well. Do you want to, honestly, I, I cut you off there. You yeah, no, I just was going to back you up on that. Uh, I'm... Uh, I have been, if I haven't been, I will be continue to be clear on this one, is I'm really excited about the people that have stepped up to lead this union. Me too. Yeah. I feel personally very represented as a member mm-hmm. by this 14-person executive board. Um, not, a, uh, a, not a lot of elections in the sense that uh, there was not a lot of campaigning. You know, myself and Jesse Reinvolt running for president was right. the only thing that people voted on. That's right. Um, if they voted at all. As we know, not every member voted. Mm-hmm. Um, but every other race was by acclamation. I'm familiar one with person that. running and one person sitting in that seat. And I think that, at least to me, that tells me a couple things. One, I think people see this as a tough job. I, you know, I think it's a, there's work involved and there's a time commitment involved. And that means time away from your family, sure. time away from your hobbies, your whatever it is that you want to do as a person. It's, uh, I think people do see that as, 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 a, as work. And yeah. uh, so it tells me that I think the membership at large sees that. And, and so um, at the same time, I'm also really, and also, there's a second half, which is, if you see somebody running for a certain spot and you think they're going to do great at that, mm-hmm. why would you run against them? And yeah. so yeah. that's there's two sides to it. I think one is it's a lot of work. Two is 
I think people felt represented by the people that stepped up to run right. those roles. Right. And I uh, late the last ad was Chris Webb by a by mm-hmm. a vote of the executive board. We appointed that position because it was vacant. Mm-hmm. It was uh, vacated by a move by Kyle. Kyle Urig, right? Who is in? You almost said McLowry. I, I saw it in your eyes. I did. <laughs> you got me. Anyway, uh, so then Jay Fink moved over to that district, uh-huh. and that radicated District Five. Right. So uh, Chris Webb was the person who stepped up, and it was unanimously supported by the executive board. Awesome. Yeah, and I think it made a good point because I know I spoke to Maria right after she got um, elected, and she's definitely had a little bit of that concern about the time commitment, and it's it is a legitimate concern. Uh, it is a big time commitment, and it is you know work as you say, but it's great work. Um, and I, you know, often people say it's thankless. It's not thankless. People thank you, thank. When I was involved, I'm sure they thank you all the time. Um, but it is still it's a lot of time for sure. So listen, we're just here to, to chat. We don't have an agenda no. per se. This is part of the whole strategy, not strategy, but the idea, the the um, communication plan. How you talk about you talk about transparency a lot and. Um, Transparency is good, but just to continue the information, like nothing should be happening behind closed doors. That's right. This is our union. So part of what we're going to do is just chat about what's happening. So um, I know you want to touch on anything else about about the new board or um, how you're just going to move into some of the general issues for, for, I don't know, for the day. Before we start, I will say, because you kind of touched on this, it brought my my attention to it, which was um, the first couple months... Two and a, it's been it's today's the twenty we're recording on the twenty third uh-huh. um, in the morning, and I guess we're almost at th- uh, two and a half almost three months uh, mm-hmm. into uh, my my presidency and really the executive board's time and uh, and right. I've I've been on the executive board since two thousand ten, and granted I was a district rep for a few years and then vice president for nine years um, before after that I don't. Even when we were in the budget cuts in 2013, yeah. and even when we were faced with some other uh, tough, we had that uh, voting issue that kind of changed our voting system around, yeah. uh, that, that debacle. That was right I, when I stepped in. That was my first yeah. experience as a district I, rep. Yeah. I don't remember a time where it's been this busy. Mm-hmm. And and it could just be that my perspective has changed now that I'm sitting in a different chair. Yeah, But my sense is that there is it's the demand for a union's executive board Portland the firefighters executive board specifically local 43 yeah is, is at an all-time high pitch and I think that's a couple factors one technology's changed we're more reachable we carry around supercomputers in our pockets that do video and phone and yeah, text yeah, yeah, and yeah. email and not to mention you know you got the slack channel and yeah you know you still have district reps you have zoom meetings you've got is I think that the information is it's it's not like before where you had to reach somebody at home, right, or at work when they were at work. You had to okay. wait for them to get on the phone. So I think there's just a change of reach reachability, accessibility, accessibility. Sure, sure, but sure. not just for me. It's for I, I see it in the vice presidents mm-hmm. and in the district reps. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's been it's been really really busy. And I just yesterday I went home at it was like two thirty and I have never gone home at 2.30. It was like a sunny day yesterday for uh-huh, the first time in a while. Sure was. And I got, my email was done. I had all my kind of my immediate, like nothing was burning on my radar uh-huh. at the moment. And uh-huh. I went home and like, I sat on my back deck with my wife in the afternoon and I haven't done that just since I've been president. So right. that's just kind of a, 
wow, for the first time I got right. to take a breath. So and hopefully that'll happen more often. But yeah. you know, we know that that is not necessarily the the norm. But um, it's a good point you make, just because you are accessible. If we should should necessarily be accessible, you touched on something. Yeah, I really like working. Honestly, yeah, I I, I do, and there's a reason that I've been sitting in that chair is because I like the work. Right. Um, right. But I have to remember that. I, other people need my time too. So, so you started saying that we are busier. It's a very busy time. And one, it's because of accessibility. Was there a two and three and a four, or is that just where you where you started the whole? Well, there's a lot of issues that have come up that yeah. have caused you know we're not done, we're not done reeling from the COVID nineteen pandemic and the vaccine mandate that came from that, uh, and then also um, with the different rules and, and regulations that came from the state and the city. Um, on top of that, the washing personal vehicles, the there's been a lot of grievances, um, internal, I would say some internal battles uh, between members that we've had to deal with. Okay. Um, okay. You know, just I, 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 all at once. Okay. So, a lot. Well, let's see if we can use the moment, the little time we have here. I, I, honestly, I think I could be happy just to chat for a while, but let's see if we can we can just bullet a few things. Maybe some of the issues um, um, at, that were maybe talked about at the general membership meeting. People didn't get a chance to get to that. This can be a way of getting some of that information out. I don't know if you have something that rises to the top of that list, but you mentioned that the, the washing vehicles. I know yeah. there was some talk about there's legislative stuff going mm-hmm. on. I don't know. I'll, I'll throw that throw that lob to you and you can decide which way you want to take it, which way you want to go with it. Well, I'll start by saying this is a convention year. So okay. in a convention year, there's, there's three conventions that happen. One is the International Association of Firefighters, mm-hmm. IAFF convention. That's going to be held in Ottawa in August. Ottawa, okay. Yeah, Ottawa, Canada. So we've got to have a passport. We're going, mm-hmm. we're going across the border. <laughs> um, but yeah, all, that's, uh, you know, there's however many locals, 4,000 locals in the IAFF, and they all convene to just do the business of the IAFF. And uh, we just got the results from the elections committee of who will be delegates there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be that'll be exciting. So in a convention, you're prior to that, you also have the Oregon State Firefighters Council convention. That's going to be held next month, uh-huh. and we move that moves around the state of Oregon. Uh, this will be in McMinnville, oh. so not too far, short drive nice. from Portland anyway. Sometimes it's in Bend. We had one in Southern Oregon, um, on the coast. Right. Uh, so in that's Portland, a couple days. Yeah, it's a, it's usually two, maybe three days of business, and there's a lot of you know. This is an opportunity really to kind of meet with people all over the state to discuss right. issues. I mean, there's right. a lot to talk about. There so is. there's going to be a lot of after-hours discussion over over a beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's usually where the where so much communication happens and, uh, uh, in these conferences. And then we have the, uh, the AFL-CIO convention. So that convention, uh, we just got done with that. Right. And that's AFL-CIO of Oregon. Right. Uh, so we are delegate. We have four delegates as the IFF. Uh, local 43 and that was held in town yeah that was here in portland actually yeah. at the hyatt so that mm-hmm. was uh, a union built kind of really uh, they kept marking this one but it was a union built hotel you union tradesmen built huh. that from the from the, from the ground up and then operated all by unionized workers and they are in the process of of bargaining their contract right now as we mm-hmm. speak so mm-hmm. there was just that was an overtone kind of like as people are you know, working about the building, they're all unionized workers okay. in, in a unionized built hotel, which a bunch of union union leaders right. from across the state. So that was kind of a it was a great experience. So I'm going to totally squirrel us here real Let's quick. Do it. Um, you said union built and reminded me of stuff. There was some information that came out regarding the DCTU contract and how it was um, might 
sort of dovetail into some issues for us. Yeah. I didn't pay enough attention to that. Is there something I should know or we and people should know about how that's going to affect us or what's what's the uh, Reader's reader Digest yeah. on that one? It's important to remember that nothing is guaranteed. Okay. Um, but one of the things that the city continuously brings up with us when we're in negotiations, uh-huh. if we want something is, well, we we can't give that to you firefighters because then we'd have to give that to every other city worker. Mm-hmm. Every, right. Every other union. Yeah. Uh, they're going to, and, and that's their big pushback. If there's something that we're asking for, say uh, more pay over COLA, for example, even if it makes no sense, that's still the, that's that's still the their that's argument. Their argument almost in always in chief, you know, yeah. the ability to pay is they, they, they would bring that, bring that up as well, if that applies or sure. Other things. But so when I look at these contracts, mm-hmm. I see some, I see some, uh, positive pieces in there mm-hmm. for the police for the mm-hmm. dcu to you mm-hmm. um and my intention is to bring those to negotiations with the fact that that's their argument and you know uh use their own argument against them and, you've been and, saying this to us for a decade so <laughs> you gave that to them yeah yes please us too please yes us too please and then uh if not we'll see in you know we'll see you in mediation or see you in arbitration. arbitration absolutely so you know, I I don't I I expect I've we've had pretty good labor relations with yeah. uh, HR, but there's always you know, unforeseen circumstances that happen, and so uh, I intend to use a lot of of we'll go through this in detail. We're, we have a whole plan kind of uh, coming forward, but we're going to have some opportunities where we kind of walk members through our negotiation plan. Uh, so we're going right. to have which we are still developing, but the fact of the matter is. There's opportunities there for us to grow this contract, whether it be a healthcare trust, uh-huh. whether it be pay above COLA, whether it be um, right. you know, Kelly days or reduced time at work, that kind of thing. Okay. So the, the bottom line is there's... So let's talk about bargaining strategy a little bit. We're, like I said, I'm just going to squirrel this. We don't have an agenda. Let's just go where this goes. Uh, we've heard for years now that... Okay, so we're, going, we're coming into a contract year, correct? Yeah. 20, well... Technically, our contract doesn't expire until next year, 2023. Okay. So I'm getting June, way ahead of us June for the 30th, first time 23. that I know of. That I but so that means we need to be in negotiations, start negotiations by September of this year? My plan is to be in negotiations by no later than July. That's okay. what I campaigned on. That's my promise. Okay. And, and, I've, and I've already confirmed that that can happen with HR. So that's the plan. So let's say you, your plan is July, so it starts August 1st. August, September, well, July 1st. I was giving you some great. Okay. I'm giving you a month grace on that one. Well, I'm on the, I'm already <laughs> on the record for saying July one. So we'll I'm say July stick one, July, August, September, October, November. So that 150 days should be up by the end of the year. That's right. And then 30 of mediation. So long before the contract ends, if we go to arbitration, arbitration should be nearly done. That's the idea. Okay, that's my goal. I don't want to go to arbitration. In fact, I would rather settle. Uh, with the city, you know, the city settled with the police. The mm-hmm. city settled with the DCU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was gives in those settlements. Those, I would say, tentative agreements is probably a more appropriate term. You know, and, by, by all measurements, the city should be doing just fine financially. By all measurements. I mean, a ton of the COVID money came from federal money. Right. Uh, all of the property values continue to skyrocket. Of course, there's all sorts of issues, social issues the city's dealing with that may be um, affecting its livability, which is a big issue uh, uh, for the city and for us. Um, but if we're talking about the contract, mm-hmm. um, and, and part of the social issues pro- probably could be dealt with with some money from the from the budget. But until, from my perspective, uh, the city can demonstrate they have some sort of 
better solutions. Yeah. Why spend more money on the same ones that aren't working? So again, I'm getting off topic here. Where did I start with this? Um, go ahead. Well, no, just in negotiations. So uh, what's right. the, so there's going to be right. an opportunity for us to uh, we're going to bring mem- the mem- we we just had a comparable analysis done with our compare with our with our comps uh-huh. uh, national comps, and uh, we want to bring members in so they can see that information. It's, we want to be transparent about that. Uh, we cannot send that out because that's privileged information. Privileged information for unionized only, and so. Uh, as we've talked about many times, <laughs> it's yeah. just, things happen. happen when, when you when you send them out to the masses, they have a way of uh, of walking outside of our membership. So any member will have access to come into the union hall and see the information. They just can't take it home with them right. while we're uh, in this negotiation. So, folks out there, the uh, person that we use for the comps is Carla Puzzateri, uh who's now in Vancouver, I believe. She lives she, in Vancouver. She but, was a Corvallis firefighter, right? Uh, and she retired lived, out of Corvallis. Lived up in the Seattle Sound area for mm-hmm. a while. Anyways, uh, you said I think at the meeting she's going to be invited in for a few days. Yep. Have you set those dates yet? No. Okay. So that's coming. We're working on that right now. We we still need to. Uh, uh, Right now, it's just myself and, and Travis was working directly. Okay. With, well, the officers, but it ended up not everybody, nobody else could make the meeting, so it just ended up being myself and Travis. Okay. Uh, and, oh, I guess we had a couple people. We had uh, via Zoom. Madia and MDB jumped on via okay. Zoom, a Zoom ch- chat so we could kind of discuss it. Right but on. it was more just a presentation just so we could understand it so mm-hmm. that we can start building a strategy based on that. Uh, and there's going to be, like I said, the top three, I think, that are out there, uh-huh. healthcare, some sort of healthcare trust, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pay above COLA mm-hmm. of some kind and uh, reduction in hours per week. Work and the pay above COLA is tied to some of those other union contracts. Well, that's that's what I would. Yeah, yeah, if you look when you look through the settlement, when you look through the I'm sorry, the tentative agreements, mm-hmm. and ultimately what's been ratified with council, you'll note that there's that there's pay above COLA for DCTU and the police. That's right. Okay, so that that sort of ties into what you mentioned earlier about you know us. We like that as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I like I like everything you're saying. I think that July first um, idea that July first deadline is starting sounds great. I know last contract that was uh, we shot for early and we didn't quite start as early as we want. How do you start the process? What's the mechanism to be like? Hey, I want we want to start negotiating. You literally, just send a notice to bargain a successor agreement, which basically is a fancy way of saying uh, start bargaining a new contract. Right. And uh, you don't really have to. I mean, this is just you know me speaking. You don't have to wait too long to have every duck in a row for every strategic you know avenue you want to go, because we know the city's not going to have anything ready. That's <laughs> not to be, yeah. They well, they've got a lot of other things that they're all working on. I mean, the person that's going to the chief negotiator for the union is is working on another project right now for PSR. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a joint committee between ourselves, PFFA, PPA, mm-hmm. uh, the, the police side, PPA, the BOEC side, so that they represent the dispatchers, mm-hmm. and then you've got the management side, Portland Fire and Rescue, yeah. Portland Police. So that big committee is right. uh, possibly <clears throat> meeting this Friday. Or Monday, right. I'm still working on a time, and that's really designed around how PSR, what calls are going to go on, that right. kind of stuff. So that same person is going to be bargaining our contract, is working on this. So you think that they're not going to have their ducks in a row? But you're absolutely right. That's a that's a that's a, a given. Yeah, this is only you know tangentially related, but you know the idea of the contract and bargaining again. Um, what's do you, can you give any update thoughts on the whole district push, district? Um, 
I don't know if it's a push or the movement. Is there any movement? Or yeah. Any? So we okay. have right now we have a committee okay. of well qualified uh, members, uh, and we have a, uh, we're working with an attorney mm-hmm. uh, to sort of just do a I would say a fact finding mission mm-hmm. to understand what's needed to move forward and moving into it if we are going to look at a fire district. And right now we have spent some money on an attorney to do mm-hmm. some background analysis of that. That was already mm-hmm. then pre- presented to this committee. And uh, then after some additional conversations and developing a sort of a uh, communication package to the membership, okay. we'll be able to send that out. From there, then there will be a, when that comes out, the members will digest that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully there'll be a round, we'll have either a Zoom or a, in the membership meeting Something like that. There'll be an opportunity for members to kind of come in and have a dialogue. Uh, and then there'll be uh, basically a vote right. by the membership to pursue. Right. And that basically means to pursue it means like we need money. Because right. Because that's one of the things that I've heard from this committee right now is it will cost money. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that will be a decision that the membership comes up with. And I think I'm, I'm trying to think... It, uh, I think I may have heard, I was at the meeting just for a short time. Yeah. Uh, I think Travis said this is like maybe three to five year um, timeline for yeah. how this is going to unfold. Does that sound yeah. about accurate? Okay. That sounds right. Okay. It, 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 honestly, it's going to be a big lift. And I, Travis said that in the meeting. And so I'll, I'll relay that to the, the folks listening today. It's going to be a big lift. Mm-hmm. But I'll just also tell you that this is something that I'm, as a president, I'm not working on. Right. right. This is the committee working on this. And this is, and okay. until that, until this moves forward, you know, to the degree some people have frustration with a lot of the fringe things. Some people are like, why are we not all putting all our eggs in the basket to do this this fire district committee? And some people are like, why would we be spending our, why are our officers spending any time on working on a uh, fire district, right? You've got those two viewpoints from members out mm-hmm. at large. And I'll just say this is, for my part, uh, we have to be able to walk and chew gum, one mm-hmm. thing. And the other thing is the committee structure for putting these committees into place where there are members out at large, yeah, it doesn't take away from my ability to represent members in disciplinary hearings right. to uh, work through uh, right. you know, tough grievances mm-hmm. or handle the day-to-day, you know, just, right. uh, commun- you know, the day-to-day jobs of what I believe to be the, the, the job of the president, which is to communicate with members uh, and also, you know, organize the team. Yeah. So your executive yeah. board. Okay. Cool. I like it. All right. Let me. I've been asking some questions here. Let me just roll this ball back to you again. Yeah. Uh, anything that we there was from the agenda from the meeting that you want to just uh, touch on and talk about? Yeah. Loosely, I just we and I we, we went back to Washington D.C. Uh-huh. and we go back right. there every year except for mm-hmm. last year we didn't go because COVID nineteen. Uh, and we bargained. We we uh, we basically we're we, but you're firefighters. We become lobbyists and well, on behalf of the IFF. Not only talking about issues that are important uh-huh. at the national level. <clears throat> Uh, but also local issues as they apply here in Portland and the metro area. So just real quick, just to run down those three okay. big topics. So are the first it, it, thing- I'm going to stop you real quick. Yeah. So this is LegCon. Just yeah. for folks who don't know what it's called, it's a legislative conference mm-hmm. and it's at the, the national level. Right. So when you hear people talk about LegCon, this is this is what it is. Yeah. And we usually, you know, get a photo out in front of the Capitol with the yeah. firefighters that, that uh, are there. That and We have firefighters from all over the state that attend this and then obviously every state in the country. Mm-hmm. So the bit, three big issues are um, the the first one was uh, firefighters and EMS collective bargaining. Mm-hmm. And that means, you know, while we have collective bargaining here in Oregon, about half our states don't. Right. And some have like 
weird collective bargaining slots that have to go like to the vote of the people. It's, yeah. it's really convoluted. Yeah. Um, and it's it actually has a lot of legs. This bill looks like it could move even in a very divided Congress. Uh-huh. Um, but we don't, you know, never don't want to count our, our eggs until they... Chickens till they hatch. That's they, what it is. Count the eggs till they hatch. Yeah. yeah. Unless you want to make scramble. <laughs> Anyways, that's a little different. Um, so it, should this bill pass, that means even right to work states, the public public safety unions would still have. Um, they could have bargaining. They could have collective mm-hmm. bargaining. It's a little bit convoluted when you say right to work because it doesn't impact right to work laws. Mm-hmm. So that is the ability for a member to become a non-member. What it does is says. Right. A sole a bargaining unit, right? Instead of uh, what like we have, but we just that's all we've ever known here in yeah. Portland or in Oregon, right? Because yeah, yeah. that's been the law, the law of the land since all of us have been firefighters. Right. We don't know what it feels like to be in a, in a, in a situation where you can't, can't meet bargain. and confer with right. your compl- employer. For instance, just look at this the latest issue when they imposed uh, a vaccine mandate. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, okay, well, as a condition of your employment, we we're going to mandate you get become vaccinated or file an exception. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a change. And so we demand to meet and confer mm-hmm. with our employer. And we say, hey, well, that's, you, you, if you have the right to do that, the law says you have the right to do that. The law also says that you have to meet with us and discuss how that's going to work, how, what's, right. what's going to be the plan to, to, to roll that out. Mm-hmm. And, and we have rights, as it, as it, were, as it were, in this situation. Um, and it's, that, that wasn't afforded to firefighters across right. this country and that's, and that's right, what we're trying to change a right to be taken for granted i guess yeah. to some degree okay so the one is that that's the first bill yeah. what's the second one another one is one i hear a lot uh-huh. from uh, a lot of interest especially from those about to retire and that's early retiree health care for public safety workers hmm. this basically would mean that we would be able to buy into medicare at mm. age 50 mm. upon retirement so we don't retire you know we don't retire at age 65 in general we retire 50 55 yep um and so this would allow members to buy in early at to Medicare 50. at age fifty. Now, don't don't hear this thing and think, "Oh, well, this would be awesome." Well, the, 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 the politics awesome. on this one are really <laughs> really tough, and the uh-huh. reason is because not because this bill is unpopular. In fact, it is popular. The problem is that we are in a when it comes to health care, mm-hmm. you've got Republicans who want to repeal and replace Obamacare, right? And you have Democrats who want universal health care for all, right? Nowhere in there, do either side says they want a specific carve out for public safety workers to retire with Medicare benefits. Right. So that's where when it anything healthcare related is like you're 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 just running into a brick wall because of the divide in Congress. So right with that um, doesn't that's, mean that we're we're all we're going to continue to push for this. It doesn't but it, seem like that's really they're in the way of each other. I mean, it's just like a little carve out of, of people. <laughs> but you imagine the, have, imagine uh, us times a thousand. Everybody's trying to carve out their little niche in a uh, a larger debate, and so we're just caught in that same spider web. Okay, we can't really di- differentiate our, our our interests. While we from... think we're awesome, and important, which we are, <laughs> uh, we're just another fly in the spider right. web. So, well, if it, if that was something that did have some legs and could actually pass. Um, particularly for the for you know younger members out there listening that maybe not thinking much about that, that's huge because mm-hmm. when you retire, bridging that gap between retirement and Medicare, yeah, is a tremendous amount of money, yeah, which is something that could hopefully be offset by a health trust should that ever be a reality. 
But I mean, that was one of the things that was a real benefit for health trust for an older guy like me thinking about retirement. Like how, what's that, what's that gap gonna look like? Yeah. So if that was if that was an option, this bill, I'm not, I'm not you know, getting ahead of myself too much, that really would be a huge, a huge win. Okay, um, let's see, you have more to say about that? What yeah. do you got there for number three? Yeah, so the, well, I just wanna leave you with a, with notion, well yeah, number three, I'll just do that okay. real quick. Number three was essentially a, so the federal firefighters, which we don't have any in Oregon, but there's there's um, they're all over the country, and uh-huh. mostly they defend military bases. All of the things that we would negotiate with our employer would happen at the city level. Mm-hmm. With them, they have to go to Congress to make changes. So just to kind of mm-hmm. this this bill basically would give them the bill that we were fighting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would give them the same rights we have to uh, when we have. Um, like, like a bar- bargaining type issues. It's not bar. It's, well, we do bargaining, but this one specifically is for like health, our health and wellness. So okay. presumptive laws that uh-huh. would like, for instance, we have heart and lung presumption. We have COVID right. nineteen presumption right. in Portland. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those presumptive laws they don't have that uh, if they were in, in, in certain circumstances like we do. Mm-hmm. And so we're basically pushing for a presumptive presumptive illness for federal firefighters like um, so many like us here in Portland specifically, mm-hmm. like we have. And so, that's, so that's not necessarily a state issue. That could be done. For, I guess they're federal. They're federal employees. What about like the port? The port is paid by federal money. Um, are they? Does that affect them as well? Or is it more specific to like firefighters on military bases? Yeah. So the port of Portland, our members, yeah. are no, they're public employees. They're not considered federal firefighters. Okay. And so you have even the ones that uh, uh, represent the air base out the mm-hmm. port. Those mm-hmm. ones are state employees. Okay. So as is down in Kingsley Air Base, so down in Southern Oregon. So that we have uh, those bases, but they're actually state Got employees, it. not federal employees. So that's why we don't have any. I uh, will say this, though. We met with um, every representative and senator in Oregon. We have, we have Senator Ron Wyden. We have Senator Merkley. Mm-hmm. Both senators signed on to this all three Senate bills. Mm-hmm. So great support at the Senate. Uh, representatives, we have Suzanne Bonamici. Mm-hmm. We have Earl Blumenauer sign on. We had... Um, um, Ron, I'm sorry, um, Kurt Schrader mm-hmm. sign on. Mm-hmm. We had Peter DeFazio sign on. And there's one more, isn't there? Five? Yeah, there's five. It's uh, Representative Bentz, and he Bence. represents the eastern side of the state. Right. Uh, uh, he is not supportive of any of our bills. Okay. So, um, so, but not bad. Uh, yeah, four out of five. Yeah, four, well, four to five representatives and both senators. Both senators so, yeah. and we did meet with uh, the Senator Bence is the new. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he took over for Greg Walden, mm-hmm. and uh, while we we he didn't have uh, time for us to meet, even though we were out there in D.C., um, it was interesting because we met with somebody on his staff. And mm-hmm. it was, they only wanted to meet via, via Zoom. Okay. Which is interesting. I mean, so even uh, though you were across the hall, <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, I don't understand why we're zo- why we're zooming with a staffer. And uh-huh. Why did we? You know, it's just, it was kind of silly. But in any case, uh, at least they, we had, they had time to meet with their, with uh, somebody from the okay. team and get good, our good. issues across. But unfortunately, no, you know, no support no, from that. No FaceTime either. Okay. Yeah. Very good. And that's it. That's it. LegCon. That's kind of a long LegCon story, but it's important to remember that. And, the, and these a lot of these fights on for years and years and years they do. sometimes they do. before we get them across the finish right. line. Okay, so while we're on in this sort of legislative political arena, um, and I'll try and do this quickly because I you know this is something 
people's eyes are probably going to glaze over. We did, and I was part of this as well. So uh, just a real Reader Digest version. Is there anything to bring up about the local the local endorsements? We went through and did a, a ton of interviews yeah. for the primaries, and we made some endorsements. Um, it was a great process. A couple of new members on got to listen to that. Uh, of course, there's longstanding history for us doing it with other unions, um, the Union United Movement, but we also are now doing it with this process through Zoom mm-hmm. with just the firefighters. Yeah. So I believe there was an email that went out that had the endorsements on it. Um, again, so I've heard it sort of given some of the background. Is there any specifics you wanted to add to flesh that out? Because it just, just happened a few weeks ago. Yeah, again, this is where I really want to highlight the people that stepped up to be part of this process mm-hmm. as the, why I think it's more successful. Um, when the, the, the seven people that are on the committee, uh, as well as we had some people that are, uh, you know, the executive board members that were on, that were able to attend the Zoom, as well mm-hmm. as people that were just PAC contributors, mm-hmm. um, being being able to be like, just mm-hmm. listen in from the candidates. You know, yeah. you don't have to take my, my or your uh, opinion on the matter. Uh, listen for yourself and hear from the candidates directly. Yeah. And then be able to provide feedback and let's just talk it out. Let's yeah. make, make sure that we're making an informed decision. And then we went through just a, um, a process to, you know, to to nominate somebody or not to recommend mm-hmm. the committee recommends mm-hmm. uh, endorsement that recommendation from and I you know it was a great group that was on that call I really appreciate everybody's work that recommendation went to the executive board the executive board made the final authority to uh, endorse those candidates uh, we endorsed four local candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, and two of the races we we sat through, we did not make a recommendation. So right. So six, we, we, it was sec, it was Oregon sec, Labor Secretary. Right. We uh, looked at Metro President. We yep. looked at the Multnomah County uh, Sheriff. Sheriff. We yep. looked at the, uh, the Portland City Auditor. Auditor. Yeah. Portland City Commissioner. Um, uh, seat two and seat three. Those are the six races we looked at. City, we had City Council. City, sorry, did I say county city commissioner? City com, yeah, city council. Maybe same thing. It's Anyways, a, yeah. yeah, they are two commissioner seats, yeah. two and three. Right, got it. Seat two is held by Dan Ryan. Seat mm-hmm. three is held by Joanne Hardesty. Uh, we did also uh, endorse for uh, Multnomah County Chair. That was last year's executive board in in December. Mm-hmm. We, as you guys may remember, uh, Jessica Vega Peterson has been a longtime advocate for firefighters. Firefighters' issues, safety, union issues at large, yeah. and so we have a long-standing relationship, first first name basis. Uh, we've worked well with her, and we hope to continue that with her position as Multnomah County Chair. Great. Okay, let's bring things down a little more micro to just you know specific uh, uh, firefighter issues. Uh, any specifics? I know these had a bunch of grievances. You mentioned the washing, the car washing. Yeah. Anything that there? Everybody's got their own sort of I'm not pet but the specific things that they're interested in so this may not this may not be super you know relevant to everybody out there but we can hit pockets of people so any of those um things to add to yeah let's talk about just briefly about the car washing grievance okay so i talked about this this is one of the things that really sticks in my craw and this is the i received this on like my first day as union president uh-huh. right i'm driving down to the office <laughs> just leaving station seven uh, after being up all night and driving down here in the morning like gonna sit down at my desk and get some work done and i received this phone call from the fire chief who's giving me a heads up like hey uh the auditor's report for washing personal vehicles at fire stations is coming out today 
Okay. So, all right. Uh-huh. Thank you for the heads up. I get to the office. I pull up. I immediately set my computer up. And I search the auditor's webpage. And I pull yep. it up and boom, there it is. Yep. So I read it. And then media reports start coming in. And then, yep. you know, of course, there's a lot of internal frustration. And so uh, I, you know, I, 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 I started my presidency as a letter writer to the membership, it seems like, because yeah. there were so many issues that kind of came out yeah. right off the bat. Uh, but that was one that really sticks in my craw because we've been doing this for a long time and it doesn't cost the city but pennies we, yeah, uh, yeah. and it's really nitpicky it's really nitpicky it's petty it's it's okay it's bullshit all That's understood it really it's, is. it's bullshit true where are we at with it now it's so just, yeah go ahead the, the big thing on the members mind is like well we've talked about maybe doing some sort of work exchange, you know, with the, with the mm-hmm. captain's inspections or chief's inspections coming up for stations. Are we doing that work? Mm-hmm. Are we mowing the lawn? Are we mm-hmm. doing, uh, are we washing the undercarriage of fire engines and fire trucks? Yeah. Well, I'll just say this. All that work has to continue right now. We are working through the grievance, which is currently in abeyance, to find some remedy. Um, but I, I am prepared, and our attorneys are prepared to take this through arbitration if there's not something that the executive board finds to be a fair um exchange yeah. for uh whatever it may be this change in working conditions so this is something that this is this, this, we believe it's an existing condition if they're going to change that then they need to provide something that's comparable so um, dumb it is dumb it's and so i'll dumb. and i'll tell you that, that know, everybody in the fire bureau all the way up into the commissioner thinks it's dumb yeah. this came from the audit, auditor's office and so now it, you know and for me it's like look, i don't i don't really care where it came from yeah. i'm not interested in changing the status quo so unless there's going to be something that we can all agree on, um, and that's what's in the, I'm waiting to hear back from that. So right. we have a meeting coming up um, on the 29th, labor management. Uh, we'll bring that on the agenda. I hope to have some feedback on where we're at. Is that um, going to be an in-person meeting? It is uh, going to be, a, it's going to be a hybrid. So this okay. will be the first since COVID started where those who want to meet in person can meet in person <clears throat> and nice. those who cannot nice. meet remotely. So it's going to yeah. be a, a hybrid meeting. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. I, I look. I it's. I know that it bothers people. I know this one bothers. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a process that we're okay. in, and it's never going to be fast enough. All these processes. I, I know when there's a when it's in, when it enters in the grievance process, it just feels like it's going at a snail's pace. And I understand that yeah. mentality, but I have to understand like that's the way. It's, that's the process that it's set up. Yep. And we are. We have to follow the law. We have to follow proper procedure because we want to win. Right. At the yeah. end of the day, we want to we want to win. We don't want to jeopardize our it position. All, it always happens that way. Okay. So this may not be on your agenda, but was there any update discussion about uh, schedule change? Anything to how that's going? Any thoughts from BHQ? Um, any how it, it effects on mandatories? Yeah. Uh, that's sort of a the general. That, that's a lot to, to, to sort of whittle down to a small points or bullet points, but yeah. anything to, to just fill in that? I, I haven't heard any negative feedback on the schedule change. Okay. I don't know about you, Kyle, but uh, if you haven't heard anything, but I haven't heard one negative thing yet. Now, I only have people who reach out to me usually mm-hmm. when they're upset, right. uh, but um, through the ears of the executive board, mm-hmm. things come up that I've been pervy to. I did get off the phone just right before this podcast with uh yeah deputy chief ponce and uh he you know was talking about okay we're now we're, in, we're right in the middle of spring break and mm-hmm. been some mandatories are popping back up and mm-hmm. as you guys all know we we uh are working on this possible vacation partial vacation find your own replacement man uh, um 
memorandum of understanding. So it's while it's signed, um, it's not implemented because we were trying to make sure that we're doing uh, our due diligence and working with you know management. This is their this is a fix that they need to solve staffing uh-huh. the fire bureau. This is not something that we're pushing for. This is a management saying, hey, membership, we don't want a mandatory people. Can you help us find a way to solve that uh-huh, problem? And uh-huh. then I think that there was a, a concern from the membership, rightfully so, that maybe we uh, took some turns that were unnecessary. or uh-huh. So we're, we're going to work through that. So just know that it's on pause and there will be, and I just talked on the phone, so there's going to be some opportunity we're going to have some uh, Zoom meetings where uh-huh. joint labor management, where membership can come and ask questions. It's going to be real candid. Just anybody who wants to say something, okay. just be free to speak. Let's, so. just, let's just double click on this one for a second. Uh, I, I don't know the specifics of it. Specifics of this, so I want to just ask: Is this is this just saying that anything, any, any twelve hours? If you if you're going to take twelve hours vacation, they want you to find your own replacement, or what are the details? Because it's, it's anything less than 24 hours is how it's penciled right now. Anything less than 24. That's right. You I'm find just, your own replacement. Let me just marinate on that for a second. Huh. That's pushing. That's pushing that. And that pushing that dial way back to the other yeah, side. It really is. <clears throat> it's a big give, but it, it's important to remember that we we're in, we're going to be in a staffing crisis again. We don't want people to get mandatory. Right? You I mean come have, summer or come in when? In the summer. It's, this policy is temporary. It only runs till October 1st. So it's only temporary. <laughs> and if you want to take partial vacation, all it means is you have to find a person to mm-hmm. work that, and it's guaranteed. So you say, okay, I need to take eight hours or 12 hours or even 16 hours so off they, on a certain they day. They went straight to anything less than 24 instead of anything 8 to eight to 12. That's, yeah. And I and I don't want, I will, I, and this will be great. I'm glad that people get to hear this and digest this before we do a group Zoom because mm-hmm. we're going to have uh, uh, Andy Ponce and also members from BHQ. This is, a, this is honestly, this is coming from BHQ, our members, right? A JP and Carrie and, yeah. and even Aspen Brewer has been, I think, involved in some respect on mm-hmm. this. So the three of them have, I've worked with Chief Ponce to get um, to get this information to get this policy in place, mm-hmm. and it's we I have fully, I full it's a it's a give. This is a huge give from the membership from the union's perspective because it's giving away bargained rights in our contract, <clears throat> and I understand that deeply. But I also understand that there's a there is a um, we can't force people to work. That's just not okay. You know, right. it's not okay to right. say. Hey, you're going to get off work today. Oh, no, you're not. You're staying at work. That's right. not okay. That cannot be the normal practice. And I get that for a large part of our membership. They've sort of just accepted like, well, I guess this is what we do. And I, I don't, I okay. refuse to accept that as this, as okay. normal. So this LOA is sunsetting in October. Should it get implemented? That's right. So I'm just thinking out loud here. So let's say uh, it turns out to be a huge success from the BHQ side, which of course it would be. It's a huge give. That means anytime you take you know anything over eight hours, I'm fil- I'm taking care of responsible. I am responsible for That's taking right. care of that. That's right. Which is a huge weight off of um, BHQ. That's right. So that goes away in October. You could imagine them going into the next year telling HR, hey, this is something we really want back which could then be another chip to be able to pass back and forth. So I can see maybe a long-term benefit um, if, in fact, it does go away in October. Well, that- one of the things when I received this from, it came out of a work schedule committee, 
And when I received it, uh, there was a couple of things that were problematic with it. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, there was basically find a room replacement, but if it's a traveler that day, then it's, then we're putting the traveler in there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, not if you're going to make somebody go through the trouble of finding their own replacement and bargain away their contract rights, mm-hmm. then it has to be guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I'm not signing anything that's not guaranteed fill, fill time. So that's one thing. Um, and the other thing that was really important to me to point out and memorialize in this agreement is that we are in a staffing crisis. Right. We are in the middle of a, you know, we're on the tail end of a pandemic. We are in it. We, we, you know, we had hiring freezes that created a lack of people to work. Mm-hmm. And those two things, predominantly those two things, um, have created what is our current situation where we find ourselves forcing people to stay at work. And right, so I memorialize right. that. So when the pandemic ends and mm-hmm. when we hire enough people, when it's when the sunset in October, that's the reason why we signed this. It's in right. the background. It's written in the agreement. Yeah. So there's not just going to be like a, hey, uh, now we want to make this permanent. Because I, I, the reason, the only reason I signed this, you want to find somebody else to sign it, you know, I guess you can try that when, when we, you find another president to sign an agreement outside of that because I'm only doing that because we're in a crisis. That's why I did okay, it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I just, and again, like I, I haven't, you know, thought about it very much yet. It just seems strange to me that they went straight to the 24 instead of starting with, you know, yeah. anything up to any 12, anything 12 or below, find your own, which was we, what, that was what it was before, wasn't mm-hmm. it? We kicked that back to 12 or we, uh, twelve or less, uh-huh. um, and they kicked that back to us saying, okay. no. All right. No. Uh, and they had some stats that went with that. Okay. That I can't recite off the top of my head, but there are. Uh, that's going to be a great. I want my mom to digest this, that listen to this, and then write okay. down some notes because um, we're going to have some group Zoom meetings specifically. Good. On I'm this. sure, and I'm sure they have reasons for it, and I'm, I'd love to hear it. I don't yeah. want to speak for them. It was that was yeah. just a, my my initial uh, my initial uh, reaction to that. Okay. All right. That's some that's some good stuff. I will again. Roll the ball back to you. See if there's anything in your your uh, your mind you want to just get out to folks. Are we to wrap up here? I don't think we need to wrap up. Okay, unless you think we forty five is good. We could talk and talk and talk. Yeah. All right. What else you got, brother? Uh, well, let's see. I'm uh, I, I'm excited for the masks coming off. I'm excited oh for the the, yeah. the uh, you know, getting back out the spring summertime. Look, I. I really, and I know people are like, oh, I don't, I don't go to the union picnic, or I don't go to the union dance, or I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of a waste of time, whatever. I disagree 100% in that when you're there, you will then understand the value of being there in that it's so important to engage with people outside of work and just reconnect, say hi, even if you're only there for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And let's, I'll remind you, the union picnic is free. Right. There's no cost to the members to, go to that event now we do charge for the the, the, the rides the, the, the well yeah the ride tickets that's separate right yeah buy right. that through the park but the picnic itself like you come there have a, a beer or a pop or have some free lunch mm-hmm. sit down and there's you know i would i i personally i mean i i've been working the event since i've been a vice president mm-hmm. actually even a district rep so mm-hmm. so for me i just go there and i, I like doing the work working yeah. for the members so they can come and have a good time yeah um I, I see that as a responsibility, a duty for me. But I would say that uh, from the outside looking in, uh, people really tend to, that go there, they really enjoy themselves. And I would like to make sure that you know that the Union Picnic is coming up in August, mm-hmm. middle of the summer. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know that people are going to be busy. But put it on your calendar. 
And if you can make it, it's awesome uh, for kids. But it's also just even if you don't have kids, it's a good hang. It's a good. It's a good time. It's a, it'll be, I think, a great opportunity for us to get together as a union and experience what this union should be, which is about a family. Mm-hmm. And I talked a lot about this in my campaign, but we are a family, mm-hmm. and that, that union picnic for me is a opportunity for us all to be together and enjoy each other's company and mm-hmm. celebrate what we have, yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, we got some struggles. Yeah, we got some fights ahead of us. We have some fights that are, we've that that we you know been doing for a while. We got politics. We got contract negotiations. Those are all important, mm-hmm. but. They all sit behind the fact that we are a family, mm-hmm. and we need to celebrate what we have, yeah. which is a lot. We yeah. do have a lot, and we need to celebrate that. And the one way we can do that is by getting together, having a beer, having a having a whatever a sparkling water, Pepsi, whatever, whatever, whatever it is you want, yeah, whatever yeah. thing is. And uh, and so, this this union, this membership is full of awesome people. I mean, that part I think is undeniable. And you kind of forget that sometimes just seeing the same, whatever it is, 12, 20, 25 that you may see on a regular basis, mostly at, you know, at work or shift change, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it is, it is, I've always enjoyed the picnics. I've been to most of them since I've been a firefighter. Uh, and yeah, it's a good way to get, you see people you haven't seen for a while and it's not in that, just in that role of shift change or just while you're, while you're at work, it gets to be a little different different um flavor to the experience yeah that's good that's super fun i've always enjoyed them and then the other piece to the engagement is this is a lot on uh, this is a lot on me and I, I i take this in to heart is that we we as a union need to be better organized mm-hmm. we don't do a great job of organizing and that's gonna that starts with me that starts at the president's spot and part of it is civic engagement and this last membership meeting, we didn't even, we had 16 people show up for the first day mm-hmm. and we had to call engine and truck four down uh, to even make a quorum the second day. And so mm. I know it's a lot for people to get to the union mm-hmm. meetings, mm-hmm. but if we do have, as a member, every member, we have a responsibility to be a, you know, to hold the union accountable, to be uh, an active member in this union is to show up for a meeting uh, a meeting once a year, if you can. Yeah. Pick which one you can get to. Yeah. There, there are five: January, March, May, September, November meetings that we hold, and we try to make sure we, have, you know, the information gets out to the membership. Right. But Consider coming to one. And don't consider come just to one. Don't come just because you're pissed off, or come if you're pissed off. I guess that happens, and that's how I, back in the day, you know that. Uh, you knew that some people were pissed off because there were a lot of people in the meeting, or they had something to say. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. And there's always there's always it's always something you didn't think of mm-hmm. that is being talked about. Like, oh yeah, it's kind of good information to have. I and I know people are busy. Don't get me wrong. I understand life is intense right now for everyone. How long was the meeting? Let's go with that. Uh, you know, usually the meeting would, it starts at eight thirty, and mm-hmm. we go till about ten thirty. So okay. it's about two hours. You know, uh, I, I'm going to look at some uh, things to uh, help make that, make people feel like their time is not wasted. Uh-huh. So uh, whether it be, we can con- to condense more into an email format uh-huh. for, you know, like, hey, or, you know, can we move some of these things into the Zoom or into the right. podcast? Some other medium where people can get it offline right. and make the in-person experience more streamlined so okay. we can just get to... Um, 
you know, important discussions can sometimes take on for when discussions get started and ideas start flowing back and forth, just like me and Kyle, next thing you know, it's been an hour. Yeah. And that's the same thing that can happen in a union meeting is that once you get into a good discussion, you can find yourself in a, in a, um, a thoughtful right. debate on a topic that's important. So if that, so ha- if take if that happens, can you then just table some stuff that you were going to talk about? Okay, we're at the two-hour mark. Right. We talked about... We can um, dispense with reports. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So... And maybe that'd be a way of sort of curtailing it. So I'll, we're going to yeah. shoot for two hours, and I don't know. If I show up and there was 50 people sitting in that union meeting, we would dispense with the rules immediately. Mm-hmm. Because whatever it is, I'm fairly certain that people, do we need to pause? It adds character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would dispense, personally, I would uh. recommend, anyway, I can't, this is as chair, but I would recommend we dispense with the rules uh-huh. uh, and go to whatever the business people showed up for. Sure. Because that's whatever it is, in my mind, okay. uh, you know, unless we were... Unless we had 50 members there every meeting every month, mm-hmm. that was normal. I would consider that to be abnormal. And there's something that people came there for specifically. Right. Okay. So we need to handle that immediately Okay. before okay. before moving on to reports because, you know, uh, we can... Reports can be reduced to emails. That is a way... That is a way... I know other unions have done it that mm-hmm. way where you basically mm-hmm. put reports in writing and they aren't, they aren't spoken. But reports can also lead to questions of course. that you wouldn't even otherwise think of. So, of course, yeah. Anyway, okay. Consider yeah, showing up I, for one meeting a year. That's what I'm going to ask people to okay. do. Even Fair. at this point, even if you came to a meeting every five years, we'd be beating the average <laughs> as it is right now. That so. is- Fair and reasonable. Yeah, I, I think this is a, this is a conversation I could actually talk about for a long time. I feel like we could probably wrap it there. One one a year. Uh, there's a lot actually wrapped up in that, but um, I'm I'm cool with that. I think that's a good ask. We got to get to at least a quorum. We're not even at a quorum, so. That's 20 people, and you got a 14-person executive board. My expectation, and I've been clear with the executive board, is that we attend every executive board meeting mm-hmm. in person, now that it's safe, and every general membership meeting and the in cor- person. The quorum doesn't hold over day-to-day. Well, we have shift meetings, and we're moving away from that, from our current constitution bylaws that's currently at the IFF under revision. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for that to come back, and we're going to go from two-day shift meetings mm-hmm. to a single day mm-hmm. Um and then the, the the notion there is because we're doing zooms on the even months, which we have never done. Mm-hmm. This is the so we're doing. I did a zoom in February. I've got mm-hmm. one scheduled in April, and they're mm-hmm. going to be scheduled in all the even months. Mm-hmm. Um, that with that additional meeting, then right. we're we're reaching a larger audience outside of who can attend in person. And so right. the notion there is that we can um, condense and you know make it maybe more of a. I'm, I'm even considering. I got to talk to Travis about this. I'll announce it on the podcast. Hmm. I'd like to. I'd Sorry, like Travis. to have a breakfast. <laughs> uh huh. I want it to be a breakfast. We have a kitchen. Oh yeah, a full kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You know, nothing too fancy. You know, eggs, bacon, sausage, potatoes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, something where people can come and and have a meal. Yeah. And then while we're eating, let's go over the business. Like you right. get a sure a free of charge meal. Uh, um, I think that that would help to entice. But I got to look at the budget. You know, you brought something else up, which I hadn't really put into the equation yet, but. I suspect as um, successful and great of an uh, um, addition as the Zooms are, that's probably actually hurting the numbers for member- the actual in-person membership meetings. Yeah. First of all, people aren't using aren't used to coming in, but also, ah, oh, heck, I can just do it next month and just get the information while I'm at work on mm-hmm. shift or while I'm you know, out walking my dog. That's right. Or, so, I mean, that's probably cutting into some of the numbers for for the actual in-person per, in meetings. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, and if we have to, we can rely on our neighboring companies. Now here at our new Union Hall, we got Station 10 and Station 4, Station Four that are nearby. Mm-hmm. We've done that in the past with Station 25 and Station 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can continue to rely on those companies if they're willing to come down. I would certainly, all, they're always welcome to be here. I would hope that they could make it, uh, depending on their agenda that day. And of course, yeah. uh, if there's emergency response calls that takes priority yeah maybe you could send a email over to the fmo ahead of time too see if they can get some must be some people there who want to come over yeah and you know take a few hours in the morning well if we get the community health division in this building we'll have some members just okay. no, no farther than a few feet away and how far are we out for something like that well uh, this is travis chipman's uh, and the, do, you, uh, do you want to leave it travis? no I, I can just inform you but i want to make sure that i i let everybody know it's travis's deal but the what were, were the the city of city of Portland attorneys were not comfortable. They felt like that uh, overstepped a law in the state of Oregon. Our attorney just you know basically is like, no, that's there, that doesn't apply. So all that what they we're doing is with that, it had to go to council to get an ordinance, and then from that ordinance, it's going to go to uh, the Employee Relations Board of Oregon, uh-huh. and then to get a declaratory Fuck. ruling on whether or not that. <laughs> The, the the community health division declaratory. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's always a good joke. I love that one. Uh, so inside joke. The uh, uh, yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, but that could take. Excuse me, but that could take forever. I know. It is what it is. That's the problem. It is, what it is. <laughs> is it what it is? is, or is it, it is. is it, it is what it is. Okay. That's the, yeah. It so it's what it is. I I will tell you that uh, Tim Matthews and, and Lisa. Uh, have um, have been very forthcoming that they think this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to have them as, in our in our building. I think that this new division is, uh, you know, it's poised to make an impact on our on our working conditions it, it as four person companies. It is remaining in service for critical calls. That's uh, and I know it's I hear this every day at sevens because I it's a busy station, but it's like. What are we doing about call volume? What are we doing? And I, it's the answer is not, it's like, the answer is we're working on it. It's mm-hmm. going to take some time. And we've been hearing that one for years. So, are they, <laughs> so uh, I understand the hesitation when that's the answer again. Is it both PSR and chat? There, was that, I mean, so we're, the, we're with the public health division. Is that what you're looking at? Yes. Yeah, so you have the community health division. Community health, excuse me. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the community health division. And one of the things I think is really great is that they uh, they send out these emails uh, uh, that to every station every morning saying, mm-hmm. like, hey, here's who's on chat one and two. Here's on who's on, who's on PSR one and two. So it's important to remember that chat one and two handle medical calls. Mm-hmm. PSR handles mental, behavioral health, and substance abuse calls. Now, there is some crossover between, and you will say substance abuse if you're mm-hmm. if you're uh, overdosing, that's yeah, clearly a medical call, um, and it may so. not be a hundred percent clear at dispatch either. What, what's what? Yeah, so all that's being continued to be worked out, and that's kind of mentioned this that committee, that PSR committee, that Joint Labor Management PSR committee that ultimately came through the Portland Police Bureau contract, the Portland mm-hmm. Police PPA and uh, contract. Has that uh, started? No. So that's what we're going to be meeting either on there. Uh, I got some emails here trying to find a scheduling the, the either on Friday or Monday is the, is the uh, goal, but uh-huh. that's short term. And, um, you know, there's like how many, there's like 16 people, uh, trying to find, you know, a common schedule. It's like, I've got, I, it was a, I got a bunch more emails. <laughs> gotta, on my, 
right here I'm looking at. So we're to figure basically out a down to a, a Tuesday in June that we can only... <laughs> That's when it's supposed to be done. It's supposed to be... The work of the committee is supposed to be done in June. Uh, so that's almost laughable. Um, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, I feel like we haven't even touched... haven't talked about anything yet, and we're an hour in. Like, there's so much... As we talk, there's more and more stuff comes to mind. Um, do you want to keep going, or do you want to... Just... Uh, I would normally just I'll wrap it up. Okay. Oh, you want you want me to wrap it up? You want to wrap it up? Oh, man. I'll so... just do this. I'll say something, and you can just... If you want to just... Just jump in. Take take it from I'll the interrupt take it, you. Okay. Okay. Let me just say this. Uh, I am so thankful for this job. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that the membership um, supported me mm-hmm. to get this job. I am. I love the work I'm doing. Yeah, it's hard, but I I love it, and uh, I'm well supported at home by my wife mm-hmm. Stephanie, who gives me the time and energy and effort to be here at the Union Hall mm-hmm. almost every day working for the membership. I love answering the phone, emails, texts going on slack please get on the slack channel that mm. is a great way for us to um at our own time when we're ready to digest mm-hmm. information to, to to share the news whether it be from the kitchen table up to, to me or to the, somebody else on the team that's handling a specific issue or from us down to you so you can be informed i think it's a great tool um i want i will make sure as well as the the the, the the rest of the folks uh, on there, we need to hold each other accountable to be respectful. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, let's not get into a texting debate. It's not that's for that's what what's for that's what's what our, the union meetings are for to come and have a respectful debate in right. person. Sure. We don't debate on Slack. It's just an information exchange. Right. Um, so get on that. And from what I understand, it's it rem- it has been and remains respectful for, Absolutely. for the ninety nine point nine percent of yeah. the yeah we okay. got in, it was there's some vaccine mandate stuff that we we, we got into it a little bit um, maybe a little bit beyond the lines of what I felt comfortable doing and I, we sort of put that to bed I felt like Just but that's reeled that back in a little bit it's an intense bit. conversation it is and it, it really it is. infected people intensely and yeah. so what you see is that intensity coming out. Yep. In in whatever way they had available to them at the time. So anyway, let me just say that I'm very thankful. Please continue to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing this work. Um, I'm still. I've. Uh, I'm all. I'm all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. I've got. I'm so thankful for the executive board mm-hmm. that you have put in office to help make this successful. I want some civic engagement. That's what I'm asking for the membership. Mm-hmm. Is for this to really be successful. It's not just going to be 14 people working for you. It's going to be 14 people working for you to help lead us, all of us, forward. And that comes from the membership. That's the real power of this union yeah. is the people that are the, the, the dues-paying member that has their, their pays their dues, that mm. has their voice, that needs their voice heard, and is going, to, is going to make sure that we, as a union, are moving in the right direction. Yeah. So thank you for that opportunity, and I, I look forward to keep going. Absolutely. You got some time ahead of you to keep doing the work. And I don't have, have much to say. I apologize, everybody in advance, for being as disorganized as I am. I, I love the idea of coming in and just open slate. Just let's see what happens. Probably would be a good idea to, to prepare a little bit more once in a while and have a, a list of things. But maybe next time. Next yeah. next um, podcast with the president. Ooh, that could be the next one, podcast with the president. Um, I'll try and have a list of bullet points to get through. But I also like to sit down chatting. So it goes both ways. We could do this um, for hours, but we know that yeah. your time is valuable too. So and you're, like, you're probably not listening anymore. <laughs> All right. Bye.